Hi everyone and welcome to another powerful conversation with another powerful woman. I am completely delighted today to be joined by Sunshine Griffin. She is one of the first ladies that I properly spoke to when I started my crusade on LinkedIn of connecting with people and it really she really did set the tone for um, all the amazing women that I've met since. So I'm absolutely delighted that she's uh, joining me today for a, a conversation or a, a chin wag or whatever we want to call it. Um, so thank you for joining me, Sunshine. It's great to have you here. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. And um, I love to know, you know, that to be there from the beginning in the transition. And I've watched you just blossom. And um, and I love, I love the show. I love everyone you've talked to, you know, we gleaned something from everyone. Um, and, you know, so a little bit about me. So I am a mother of three, uh, three children, a single mom, um, a Christian. I am a newly published author last year, um, a thought leader. I am a life coach, um, suicide prevention educator, and also now my newest, the last year, has been a business intelligence analyst, uh, more so in the uh, automotive industry and, um, you know, growing in, in that area. And, you know, the, as a thought leader, I write and um, teach and I coach actually five protégés at work now as well um, in my profession on how to transform thinking. Uh, utilize your past to sow into your best future, which I love, reaching your best. That just excites me with yeah. <laughs> everything that you are. Um, and it's the key to understanding how to get what you want and to be the best. Um, you know, I always live by things like what got you here yeah. won't get you there, you know. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Um, something that I've never asked you before is about your name. Um, <laughs> is is your name a name that you were you were born with, or you chose yourself, or because it, it just I mean you radiate sunshine, and it is just so apt. Um, I but I've never asked you. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people ask, and you know, I, sometimes I wonder if my name made me. Or if I just was, you know, that was a destiny um, mm -hmm. because it's actually from a song by Hank Williams, Jr. Um, I think it was in 1970. It was the mm -hmm. number one song, his first number one song, and it was all for the love of sunshine. And so I was named, uh, that song was in a movie, um, an old war movie called Kelly's Heroes, and my father was in the service. And so he, he, he gave me the name Sunshine. <laughs> That's where it came from. And now over the years, you know, people have, um, you know, saying Sunshine on my shoulders, you know, John Denver, I've heard Sunny, you know, that's an, an old song, right? Mm -hmm. uh, people sing to me all the time. Um, and so I think that it brings me a sense of joy. You know, they've always smiled mm -hmm. at me, even as a little girl. They're like, yeah. Sunny, Sunny was my nickname. And so they're like sunshine or even at the license bureau, you know, we have where we renew our driver's license and they're like, I always get that smile when they see my name. So yeah. it made me, I think, a smiley little girl. And um, yeah, it brought a lot of joy from the beginning, even though I had such a rough upbringing. 
I was yeah. covered by that that my name isn't it <laughs> I, I I absolutely love it because um and it really is a name that does just literally light you up and what, what I do actually think is quite interesting is that um that your parents chose your name from a 1970s song and I believe that my parents did the same with mine because there was a song I forget who the artist was but also in the 70s called Claire and that was the inspiration for for me being called Claire and Claire means light as well <gasps> It's the same thing, yes. Yeah, sunshine right. means yeah. light, yes. But I think sunshine has so much more um, impact. Um, it's a bit like my personal email address is Contented Mouse, and whenever I give that to somebody in a in a shop, or you know, like, do you want me to email your receipt? They always that always makes them smile. So I can imagine what it must be like. How not just like by them seeing your name must bring it just brings people a ray of sunshine every time they see it. So I yeah. absolutely love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's funny that I didn't like my name until, you know, I liked it as a little girl. But once I started going to school, of course, I was made fun of. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, they're like, that's not your real name. You're making it up. And I'm like, no, really. And you, of course, back then, you know, you're little, yeah. you don't have an ID. Yeah. And so I didn't like it and I wanted to change it. And my mom said, just hold on to it for a while longer, you know. And as I became older, I never needed my last name. I was always yeah. sunny, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's and I, I fell in love with it. Isn't that funny? So I didn't realize yeah. like how original. Um, and of course, they would make jokes and call me stormy if I was having a bad day or rainy. <laughs> I, I still get it. They're like, "Hey, Stormy," and I'm thinking, or Moon yeah. Beam, or Moonshade, or <laughs> Moonshine. Yeah. yeah, people will play with it. Yeah. Um, so, so I there's, just there's, yeah. But there's always so much. There's so much in the name. I've had so many conversations with people, even over the last year, about the particularly when they're un, unusual names where you don't know what they mean as well, and you find out what the, what they mean, and then you're like, "Oh my goodness, that is." It's incredible how a person fits their name. Um, yes. Blows my mind away um, how that kind of happens. Yeah, you know, and I, I intentionally, you know, named my children. Um, you know, Isaac means laughter, and Ethan means content and strong, and Abigail is um, father's joy. You know, mm -hmm. and just speaking that over them yeah. so yeah and I, I did do my daughter um, her middle name is Sunshine as well so it's Abigail Sunshine oh, so, that, so yeah. she could use it but that light yeah um, I think that you know one thing that ties into my story too you know overcoming such a um, lonely time of you know I've been on my own since a teenager and when I get to share my story and share those things that about overcoming, you know, it is, it comes right yeah. back to the name. Um, yeah. You know, we all have that light in us and it was never put out no matter what yeah. circumstances came, no matter what happened. Um, and so then I, it made me more so want to shine. So whenever I speak to people, I'm like, you know, you're shining, like shine, it's your time. Yeah. Um, stand in your power, right? Absolutely. And so, it, no, yeah, no matter what, um, you know, and there's a little, I, I bought a picture in my um, kitchen and it says, always put your face towards the, the sun because the shadows will fall behind you. 
Wow. Yes. Yeah. In your thoughts and actions. And so it, uh, you know, I think there's always that, that destiny with our names and look at what you're doing, yeah. you know, in the darkness and the shadows of, of women that don't even realize the beauty and power in their story and who they are and what they can be and the potential, their dreams that can be reality. Yeah. Um, and you bring light, you are bringing light yeah. to those things. Yeah. So I love that. The more the more freaky bit um, about my name is my second name is uh, Renee, which, despite speaking fluent French, it only only twigged relatively <laughs> recently that that means reborn. So my my name actually means light reborn, which um, was quite a um, a a really deep moment when that kind of like truly hit home I'm like oh my goodness that's a powerful name and I never never really appreciated it and I was like okay (laughs) I'm yet to ask my parents if that bit was intentional or not if they or if they just again liked liked the name but yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, that is something that people don't realize that, yes, like, um, you know, unlearning and unsifting things that, um, you know, even from my, my past, that is such a, um, someone had said to me, the word was um, like redemption, you know, reborn. That is exactly what you just said. You yeah. know, when, when you come into your own, away from circumstances, away from failures, away from things that you've been able to overcome, um, traumas, anything, um, you know, being this, you know, I was thinking this morning as I was thinking about you and I love that you use the word mindfulness. I use the word intentional. It's the same thing, you know, yeah. intentional living, intentional thinking. Um, and it, I had to unlearn so many things from my childhood or, you know, abusive past or those kinds of things that it's, um, it's reborn. You know, I realized mm-hmm. I am a new person today that I can talk about my past and it's almost like another person. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, when we've come into our own and we understand, you know, what we can do and how we can rethink and how we can use, you know, the things from our past. I had written this down. There's a little sticky note I always keep on my desk and it says release the past so that you don't live in it, but learn from it. And break out of it and move into a new future. Regard the past as only a history lesson and not your guide for your daily life. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. we learn these things. And so that reborn, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I love it. And you can do that over and over every time you overcome something. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So you've mentioned, you've alluded a couple of times to, to your story. Um there was, um, I think the last time we we spoke, it was on uh, Sabrina Victoria's um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, mega long 24-hour marathon of, of amazing women presenting. And you were giving a, a talk and you had all these post-it, um, post-it <laughs> stickies all, all over you. And I, yeah. I don't know if you could see on the screen, but I, I had I, all these tears coming down my face and it was like it was so so powerful and so just incredible listening to your story so obviously I don't necessarily want for you to rehash the whole of that story now because it would be nice to point people also to that 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 session but can you tell us a little bit about all the challenges that you have overcome or the most significant ones 
Yes, and you know, and, and the it's funny because the screens were so small because you have yeah. everybody on, right? A panel of women. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Yeah, you know, um, which I was, I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep wiping them away. Yeah, drip. yes. I was going to say if you if you don't move, I couldn't see it, right? But if you did this, yeah. maybe, right? Or yeah. but it's uh, but another another lady on there too. She was not going to wipe her face. She was yeah. just like, and I was like, really. You know, but when that touches, I think that's that um, soft part of that love of who you are, Claire, um, yeah. you know, of helping women. And I realize overcoming obstacles, the things that you I'm so in line with what you do. Um, you know, I even wrote it down like your the overcome obstacles and um, sabotagers, you know, self-sabotage yeah. standing in the way of becoming the best version. And um, yeah, I so align with that. That is such a. And, you know, overcoming. So I had grown up in a small town um, in Ohio in poverty, um, you know, a mom that um, had remarried several times. We moved, you know, I'm, I'm writing my book now. So it was 26 times, you know, uh, before, you know, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then her um, fourth husband uh, didn't want children. So she said, you know, you kind of got to go. You got to find somewhere to live. And so living on my own and being a homeless teenager, um, I became a cutter, um, got pregnant very early. And I was, you know, I didn't want anyone to feel as alone as me. And I thought, I'm going to keep this baby. I was 13. I thought for sure I had these plans. And, um, And I did end up miscarrying, you know. Um, but my mom said, you know, I'm going to send you to a home and they're going to take the baby. And I mean, just crazy things that, you know, I thought were normal, uh, growing up with, you know, different stepdads, there was a lot of abuse, a lot of alcohol. I thought that was normal. You know, they taught me that, you know, police were not really the good guys. So I didn't reach out and tell anyone. So when I was on my own, I was sleeping in my friends, you know, um, their driveways and their parents' cars and still making it to school. And what I realized, you know, I'm a first generation high school graduate <laughs> and wow. college graduate now. Yeah. That was a big thing. I didn't realize when I kept saying, oh, first gen, first generation, and they celebrate that at the university. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm the first one to graduate high school uh, between my parents and grandparents. And, um, you know, so that was something. And I didn't realize, even though I was on the streets and stay in different places, I still finished in the top of my class. Um, And I never was never was thinking I was ever going to go to college, you know. And um, so seeing these things, you know, going through being a cutter, I survived several suicide attempts, um, had to then, you know, in my late teens is when it really hit me that I started to understand that the way I grew up was not normal like everyone else and my thoughts I had that's when I realized I want to be different I knew I was going to be different Mm. and I had that driving me to be better and be the best I'm like why do I have that and I had to unlearn I had to go through all of my thoughts sit with myself I think two years it took me to really realize what is right what is good you know no one Mm. teaches you right and wrong you know in your gut right yeah and um you know for me I did um end up on the, the stairs of the church. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't don't really know how to live. You guys seem very loving, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, 
And I had to have faith in something that I had a purpose, that there was a reason my heart was beating and it took someone to, to say, you know, you're not an accident. And I thought, wow, you know, I never dreamed before. So overcoming that kind of thing. And then, you know, I ended up getting married in my early twenties and there were some struggles there with, um, you know, with my husband at the time that uh, had some addictions and things that were brought in that um, he, you know, got caught up in that and left me and I was like abandonment. So then it brought me all the way back from my parents leaving. I'm like, why does everyone leave? So then I began, you know, putting this wall and I was, I was sabotaging. That's why I love the word you use about removing those. Um, I would try and leave someone before they would leave me. So I was self-sabotaging all of my friendships and wondered why I was alone. And, um, you know, and, and it just, it taught me that, wow, okay, I'm still holding on to these things. Just when you think you're all healed and all sifted and all, everything's good, something comes up and you're like, you know, and I think about it as the, you know, fruit, we have good fruit, things that just prosper and feed others. And then there's bad fruit. And I'm like, okay, do I have any bad fruit? (laughs) You know, and, um, and I had to really realize I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm hurting people. I'm, I'm leaving them. So now I've become an abandoner, the very thing that, right. And I thought, wow, you know, that is then I, I started to believe lies of being unlovable because I was broken and damaged and I thought I could never be anything good. And I'm telling you, boy, it took, you know, getting to the bottom and really sitting there and thinking, but I still have that drive inside. I'm like, no, I'm sunshine. I love people. I don't want people to hurt that drive of how I felt. I didn't want anyone to feel that way. So it got me to, I start helping other people, you know, um, and I'm like, wait, but it was healing me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what? So I took all of this. I wrote a lot of suicide poetry when I was probably 13. I would write suicide notes thinking I was going to be gone. And I kept surviving. But I had those. And I said, what would I tell that little girl today? How would I help her to see that mm-hmm. she has value and she's beautiful and and has a life she's not even tasted yet? And she has choices not yeah. to be in the circumstances so that taught me by reading, going back to who I was, what would I say to her? And it healed things in me, my brokenness, my heart, and overcoming that, you know. And then when, um, after, you know, getting divorced, I decided to finish school. I'm like, I am going to be a college graduate. So at 40 years old, <laughs> went back to school, took me five years, and just graduated last April. And walking across that stage and, you know, um, watching my kids, realizing I want to do this for them and be that example, you know, to come from that circumstance. All we can do is be, you know, just live. That's the best thing you can do is live. And so uh, going through, I felt like I was coming out of, you know, what you normally do in your 20s when you graduate. I got a kind of like a do-over. It was exciting, you know. (laughs) graduating, starting my job. um, But still the love for, you know, suicide prevention and helping, you know, teenagers and helping um, CEOs that are stuck. You know, there's a six-year-old little boy behind the desk um, still coaching and and bringing that in. Um, And where I work, they 
encourage you to coach others. So I have five protégés. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is so lovely. I can still do be a business analyst, but I still get to grow people. You know, yeah. you 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 grow and I love your um, reaching my best. The symbol reminds me of the mountain. Right. And yeah. I thought, OK, I've conquered this mountain, got to the top and I've got victory. And now I'm going back down and taking the hands of other people and being come on, come on. And, yeah. yeah. And taking them with me. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Yeah, those um, those people that you're coaching, I mean, wow, they must have won the jackpot getting you as a a coach at work, haven't they? I mean, they really have. um, That's, you know, completely awesome that all of that has come together. And I mean, you mentioned that you have um, three children. What what's it? um, What do they say when what did they say last year when you graduated um, and they see you doing so well in in your job as well? Yeah, you know, um, they had to, I waited until they were about, um, let's see, my daughter was seventh grade, and my boys were, let's see, they were, they're three and a half years older than her, Um, and I was actually going to be speaking to our, I was a youth leader at our church, and there was, you know, 100 kids there, (laughs) and I had to tell them my story. I said, mommy's going to share something. (laughs) I need to tell you how I grew up. I had to, and they were just like, you know, because you meet people and they think you've just had this great, perfect life. And boy, poor kids, I kept it from them until, until their brains were ready to understand. Right. And um, I said, this has happened to me. I'm going to share these things. And, um, and they're just like, you know, wow. Um, And it made them realize, you know, you can overcome anything, um, you know, but it made them realize, too, that they had um, they had a loving, loving parents. Right. Um, And they're like, yeah, there's other kids at school that have gone through divorces and their parents don't really talk to them even or they get caught in this or they're living, you know, in in their friend's house in the basement or they're almost like that was mommy. And it was, you know. So to see me walk across the stage um, for them, I think it was a very proud moment. Yeah. And when I started to share my story and and uh, write my book, now they are following my footsteps. And so I have two of them are juniors. So my twin boys are juniors at the same college. Um, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're going to be graduating right after me, right? Yeah. We're going to college together at the table. And my daughter's in high school. Well, she just graduated. She is going now to the same college, College of yeah. Business, starting. They're all three following my footsteps. That's and I amazing. said, babies, if you can do anything, get school done early. Don't wait like mom did. <laughs> yeah. You know, I said, get that under your belt. And then you'll have... So much more freedom. Um, you know, I was stuck in not only poverty financially, but that that mental poverty. Once I I just had you know started to be able to support myself and get out of this, um, and for the first time to be free, you know, financially and be able to support my kids and buy my house and do these things. Oh my goodness! I had to realize that I was still in survival mode in my mind. Yeah, I had to to undo that. I was still scraping and holding on to things and thinking when, you know, and I realized because my kids held on to that anxiety, they're like, well, mom, do we have the money for that? Or I'm like, why are you worrying about that? Yeah. 
I had taught them. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And we had rationed for so long with little bags of chips and, you know, drinks and, you know, going through. I had just stayed in that mode and had taught them to to ration and have water. Then you can have something else and then water again and something else. So now that it's opened up um, to where they see the possibilities. I yeah. said, you can have the abundant life, but guess what? Now we can give back to all those people that, that sewed into us yeah. so that we can make it, you know, little drops of groceries here or little things. You know, all those hard times were almost the sweetest learning times. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Where we just had each other. And I didn't want that for my kids. I didn't want to stay in that mode that I'd been in my whole life. So yeah. I had to stop scraping, you know, and holding on to things. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had to really just, I'm like, no, let's do these things. Let's live. You know, we can't, um, things don't go with us. You know, let's spend that time. And that's one thing about your story. I love how you transition to where the value, you realize what's important. Yeah. And yeah. life and you make a change. Yeah. And, and we all have it in us. It's, it's just taking, having the courage to take that, that first step. Um, and, you know, when I hear you talk, I, I hear so much self-awareness, um, which is incredible. And I think so many people are caught up in the rat race of life that they're just doing, doing, doing. And, and to have awareness, you need to trust that if you're going to slow down, that you will, um, you know, you will know what's right and, and everything will be okay and that there is abundance out there and that love serves better than fear uh, and all of all of these, you know, all of all of these things. But if um, you just need to slow down to, to hear it, um, which is which is really, really hard for people um, in a in a society where it's like do, 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 go, go, go the whole mm -hmm. time. It is. And I love uh, that mindfulness. You know, being yeah. mindful and taking time for people don't realize autonomy, knowing yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's one of the biggest things with my protégés is I said, let me introduce you right to you. And that was part of what I did with the sticky notes. Yeah. You know, we believe every all the labels everyone gives us. They're yeah. like, oh, you're this and you're this. And you're like, mm, okay. Yeah. You're like, yes, I am. Right. And you're yeah. like, wait a minute. You know, I don't even like the color pink. And you're telling me that's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> I did that I did that for like years yeah I'm like no I think it's blue you know but it it's funny and people don't um I realize a lot of my uh people around me do not spend time with themselves they don't want to be alone right. and no. they they go and run and run errands go get busy when you sit you know um my computer broke the other day an hour and a half I was like, I have work to do. I had to sit there with myself. I was like, well, I could do some other things, but I was waiting. I was watching it spin because I thought yeah. any minute it's going to turn on. Yeah. <laughs> it was doing an update or something. Yeah. Hour and a half, I'm staring at this thing spinning, but I started writing things down. I'm like, well, I love something about a notebook and a pen. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, draw some little things here or start, maybe I'll write some notes of things I want to do, you know, later in the day, I start a list and, but boy, I sat there and, um, I realized I had been struggling with, um, some decisions at work and I was allowing 
to dictate my happiness, my yeah. faith. You know, we get a hold of these things. I'm like, my life's crumbling. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But boy, did I think it was. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, a friend of mine had said, don't, she made this comment, don't fall on the sword. Such a good picture. You know, yeah. we just, oh, we give up, we surrender. And she's like, stand in your power. And I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, if I don't stand in my power daily, I fall on the sword. Those things still come up sometimes, you know, yeah. I think I might not be good enough or I might not, or sharing my story, I get, I do get some people that are a little more judgy <laughs> yeah. and they're like, oh, and I'm like, well, um, but the things you've lived through, um, but I was like, oh my goodness, I'm allowing this. I said, I'm the driver to my life. I get to choose. And so yeah. many people forget they become what everybody thinks they, they want them to be. Um, yeah. Yes. And so I had to sit there and I was like, wait a minute. I had to do a little, I even wrote it all down. I've got this little, I need to write it in my journal now because it was on a regular piece of notebook paper and pencil. My resolution to my issues that day, you know, circumstances were challenging me and I thought I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to stay in my position that I love. And, and yeah. with the people that I'm with, I'm like, wait, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. And I thought, wait a minute, I've got this. I have conquered, you know, when you think about, oh my gosh, I've already conquered this thing. Yeah. You've caught, when you've overcome so many things, you're like, wait, I already have victory over that. Yeah. I just, I need to remember. And so, you know, one thing I don't like is regret. So thing about what you speak with mindfulness and when you meditate and when you go in there inside and I'm very intentional about what I do and say every time because I don't want regret yeah it's a but it's a matter of slowing down and one of the biggest things is listening to understand and not respond yeah exactly. right yeah there's so much beauty so much in in others you know, that um, we can hear and, and glimpse, like glean and hold on to these little nuggets. So I had to realize, you know, where's my faith? I know I can do this. And I had to stand in my power. I'm like, I get to choose what this life is going to be like. Yeah. You know, I already came from this. I'm like, why would I fall at this point when it's one decision? Or, you know, if I need to drive two hours to to go to, you know, meet with people for work. I thought, I can't do it. That's four hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, well, think about the time I have with myself. Yeah. That is so powerful. If, if people would realize those moments, those alone time yeah. um, to reflect and meet themselves, they would fall in love with who they are. And we're like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I did do that. And yeah. it's okay to feel that way. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it's deeply um, uncomfortable when you start sitting with with yourself. I it mean, is it's it's, terrible. First of all, it's like uh, alarming how noisy it is in there, and how many thoughts are going all over the place in all directions, and you can't even keep up with your with yourself. Um, I true. mean, once it once it, you can find a way to, to notice that it's slowing down, and, and you really can, um, you know, that that space between. Um, 
a thought and 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 choice that moment there is is so powerful what you can do in that moment but it it takes time and it takes practice but I mean it's life-changing utterly life-changing to be able to have that power just from doing nothing it's incredible and when did you when did you start to um, realize how powerful that time was because that's um, so special for you to connect to the sounds and you ground yourself I see yeah. that and yes um I think it was um I I, I I when I came to start doing meditation on a regular practice through one of the um sort of meditation apps I was in a place where I was probably in quite a lot of self-sabotage and really hating my work etc so I was doing it to look after myself um and it was quite short moments of of mindfulness initially just you know two or five minutes but I think after about a couple of weeks four weeks even just start to notice small changes in um in how you're responding or how you're feeling um and then it just keeps on going from there um and of course it's like life happens the way it happens and you can only put these things into practice when something happens in that moment so you know to be given the opportunity to not respond negatively when your child pushes your buttons you've got to wait for them to push your buttons and then it's in that moment remembering and then I think it's just it becomes practice um but yeah I think I over three years I've been meditating on a daily basis now and I just wouldn't start the day without it now yes and so you see like at first when it's uncomfortable and then it becomes something that you thrive in yeah yeah I mean I just couldn't contemplate it now right and being without it that's yeah it's just a matter of getting someone to um see the value (laughs) and you're like no you don't even know just yeah just do it (laughs) it's uncomfortable yeah it's that consistency that's the the really the really tough tough part of it though is is is, it's got to be consistent which is why it's like well if it's a minute it's a minute but do that consistently so (laughs) I know I can't imagine because you when I hear your voice doing that um you know in talking through uh some of those meditations that I've been with you um it's so calming you are in such a place of peace that um, you know, someone had said something, they thought I was, you know, younger than I am, because of course, I was in college. But when you're in that place of peace, your skin, I mean, you just glow. I'm like, I have, I'm getting better with age. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like um, yeah, looking at pictures, you know, how much they say stress can do to your health. Yeah. Um, and just we're in control of all of it. Yeah. We think everything around us, we give power to so many things around us when all the energy, you know, even in the trauma, I got to tell you, when I was coming out of and healing from realizing I I didn't even realize I was abused, I thought that was normal, right? And when I realized it was like this, then I had fear. And, you know, your cells, when you talk about a cellular level, they vibrate, Right. And now they're vibrating with trauma and then they break down. They can't hold up and you start to feel sick. And, you know, people wonder how that can happen. And but you're not supposed to vibrate at that that level. And so I would pray um, this just alignment of 
you know, cells come in line with my body, my body yeah. come in line with my soul and my soul come in line with my spirit. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. had to talk yeah. to my body and I began to, I'm like, wait, I have power, you know, the way you're thinking. So that transformational thinking is a big thing for me. The yeah. thinking sunshine part of my, uh, my website is transforming your thoughts from negative to positive. Yeah. You know, um, because I could look at and totally fall apart looking at my past and yeah. be like, woe is me and be that victim always and feel like I deserve this and deserve it. I see so many angry people. They're like, I deserve better. I'm like, you know what? None of us deserve anything. <laughs> First off, I mean, we deserve good things, but you're expecting this person to pay for the deficit of someone else, what they did to you. They're trying to, yeah. you know, you're you've got to you look at each new person new you can't carry all of that to everything else you know and and it says the you know bitter root defiles many it keeps you apart so i had to almost feel like when i was going through that not to to choose to be better and not bitter yeah and you know realize hurt people hurt people so those people yeah. that hurt me they had hurt there's something going on it's deeper yeah. than what i know yeah, not right, but I had to release them from that. And that was yeah. a big part of coming to make that choice. And, yeah. love. you know, people say time heals. You had said something earlier about love and time. To me, time doesn't heal, but love does. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And compassion and kindness yes. and in every person that behaves to you in a in a in a way that you wouldn't behave to them, shall we say? Yeah, there's something going on for them, and if you can have compassion and kindness for for them, I mean, if we if we could all practice that, there would be world peace. There would yes. be no need for any wars. There would be no need for any of the violence that that goes on because we would all properly love each other. And I think we just get everybody gets so caught up in our in our egos, in our own lives, and in competition. Um, gosh. Yes, that's um, the key. Yeah. That is yeah. it. You know, if you think about, you know, even in, that aligns with all, all parts. Even in the Christian faith, somebody said something about, um, you know, the Bible. And I'm like, there's like two commands, right? To love God and love each other. If you, so many people worry about not, sinning or not doing bad and but if you love you won't kill you won't steal yeah. you yeah. won't envy you won't I'm like wait yeah it is all love love starts wars and yeah. wars you know um you realize how powerful it is but if everybody loved yeah and it yeah. heals something and and someone broken when you smile when you yeah. the act of kindness like yeah. you said there was yeah. a, a person um, that was on a bridge that was, uh, they were going to jump. And I've talked to them, thank goodness, because they survived. But they just said they wanted one act of kindness to stop them. Yeah. One, just one person. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, you know, they said, I'm going to make a phone call. And if this person answers. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Don't put that on someone. But, yeah. You know, but... Yes, it took a smile from a stranger. And they're like, huh, it's just that little bit of hope. You know, one thing yeah. they say you can, you can't live, 
um, three days without water, 40 days without food, but in 10 seconds without hope. Yeah. You know, it just takes that. And if we can do that um, for each other, you know, and knowing that someone might be going in what you've just come out, you know, you've got this flashlight that's, that could shine the way out for them already at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of the biggest things. I'm like, people say, oh, I don't want to share my story or share. I'm like, you just gave the light bulb and the light out for someone in it. Yeah. By sharing that you've overcome it, that you did it. And they're like, oh, what? You can? Um, yeah. And I realized, you know, you tell someone something that they can do it, they believe you. Yeah. And that was something that I was missing, you know. Um, and then as soon as someone believed in me, I was like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you <Yeah>. mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now it's so easy because I'm like, wait, if I overcame this, yeah. I'm like, come on, let's talk. Let's. What do you need to overcome? Yeah. There is a need in here. And boy, when you, like you said, you sit with yourself, there's always a, a day of reckoning. People will put it off and then they're 70 years old and they're sitting by yeah. themselves. It takes that alone time. I'm like, get it early. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait for all your friends to have died. So you're <laughs> on your own before you have a moment to think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I no, love that. I love how intentional you are. Oh, thank you. About yeah. teaching mindfulness. It's so important. Yeah, no, it really, it really is. It really is um, very, very powerful. Um, I'm conscious of of time. Um, yes. I know that I could talk oh. to you. I could, I could talk to you for for a very, very long time. And I feel very honoured and privileged to have uh, any moment with you because you just have such a wonderful energy. Um, you, um, I think you might have, you kind of already sort of said like if you were going to if you had like a motto that you would would share to inspire somebody. Um, I don't know if that's the one that you shared earlier or if there is another one that you yeah. like to use. Uh, you know, um, you everything from you know your circumstances and um, your past is part of you, but it can be used. There's always, there's, there's purpose for a broken past. There's purpose for broken dreams. You know, what, what I would say, how do you know good if there was never any bad? Yeah. You've, you know, and um, boy, and it shapes us. It's just like these little tests. Right. Mm -hmm. And it um, it gets us to think outside the box. So embracing those things and overcoming and having that your own self-accomplishment does so much for us to grow inside. And, mm -hmm. um, and but realize, take time to celebrate yourself in those victories, yeah. you know, but also take time to mourn the losses of dreams, yeah. you know, when they don't come to pass. And you're like, oh, really thought that was my future. Taking that time to really mourn the loss and be like, okay, now next. It's yeah. it's that slowing your roll, slowing your life down and actually being intentional about spending the time to celebrate and mourn um, makes for such the next successful, you know, to move forward. And you learn from that and just, yeah, I think that that is probably one of the biggest things. And allow yourself to unlearn those bad things, you know, mm -hmm. and don't carry shame that, that others have have put on you 
or things that have happened, that's not yours to bear. That's the biggest thing, forgiving yourself and loving yourself and taking the time to fall in love with yourself because, yeah, it's good. (laughs) Yeah, look at that smile. I love it. (laughs) Which takes us all the way back around to the beginning of the conversation because from that I kind of hear taking it back to your name, like from – to appreciate the sunshine, you have to you have to know what it's like to be in darkness. Yeah, uh, and you know, um, I think that's why why you know you really do radiate so much um, joy and love and yeah. So thank um, you, Claire. <laughs> if, if people want to um, find out more about you, read what you've been writing, all those things, where are the best places for them to get in touch with you? Okay, well, um, my email directly even is sunshine at thinkingsunshine.com. And uh, thinkingsunshine.com is the website. Um, I do, I got to tell you, you know, with uh, so much that's been going on, it's been hard to keep up with um, my blog. So I've been mostly posting on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, has been the best thing. It's sunshine Esther and the number seven. Um, and so that is uh, just those little nuggets I've realized when we spend that time just pouring out even in these little posts um, I have more time to you know you reach further audiences you wouldn't even realize that um, that needed to hear that word so you know some people are so against social media but I'm telling you it has been the best way to love on others yeah yeah so this is and how I found you Exactly, exactly. It's wonderful. wonderful. Yes. And one day we'll meet face to face. I can't wait. I know it. You know, I've already been looking um, at traveling and um, how to get to you. So fabulous. Can't wait. It'll be great. Thank you so much, Sunshine. It's been a complete pleasure to talk to you today. Um, I really, really value and appreciate you and your time. Thank you. You too. I'm, I'm very honored and blessed. I was very excited. I couldn't wait for today. So. Thank you. (laughs) Wonderful.